Happiness is an inside job. At Happy Healthy You, Connie Bowman helps us find our way with inspiring conversations and healthy ideas for living a whole life in mind, body, and spirit. Happy Healthy You, and now here's Connie. Welcome to Happy Healthy You, the podcast, the podcast that's all about living a, a whole life in mind, body, and spirit. And we've been doing this podcast for a good six years now, so we've covered a lot of different subjects. One subject we haven't really talked about is the subject of the military and and the particular needs of the military, and um, they're a unique subset of our population. You know, when um, I should say I'm Connie Bowman, by the way, I'm just jumping in like you know me. Most of you guys do know me, <laughs> but some of you might be listening for the first time. And if so, hey, welcome, welcome. I am Connie Bowman. And um, when I first got married, my husband was in the military, and I had had no experience with. Uh, the army, the branch that he was in, or any other branch of the military whatsoever. I knew nothing of what to expect. And it was a a little bit of a culture shock when we moved down to Fort Polk, Louisiana. Shout out to Fort Polk. (laughs) Anybody who's ever been stationed there knows what I'm talking about. It's kind of, um, how should we say this delicately? Mm. I don't know how. It's a unique situation when you're stationed at Fort Polk. It's way down in the boonies of Louisiana. And um, yeah, we had a good time down there, but it was a big culture shock. So today we're going to talk a little bit about the particular needs of the military with um, someone who's working just hands-on. And um, we're going to talk about healthcare and a lot of the work that she does dovetails with um, the general population, and, and it's actually helping in many ways improve the healthcare system of the country. So I'm excited to talk to Dr. Julie Kin in just a minute. I'll tell you all about her, but before I do, let me just tell you about my fabulous sponsor. If you don't know about it, it's Blue, Pan- Blue Planet Eyewear. Blue Planet Eyewear is a unique company talking about unique things today. I'm excited about that. I love that. So uh, they provide vision care uh, for people all over the world who cannot afford it through the sales of their sunglasses and their readers. And their readers are super cute. Every magnification, if you can't find the magnification you need for your readers, you can find it at blueplaneteyewear.com. And their sunglasses are really cute too. And if you use my code Connie20, you can get a nice little discount. So check them out, blueplaneteyewear.com. I think you'll be uh, pleasantly surprised by what you find on their site. They're um, very uh, echo friendly and just really super nice guys, the family that runs the company. So check them out. Let's bring in our guest, Dr. Julie Kin. She's a licensed clinical psychologist with over 15 years of experience researching and implementing health technology for suicide prevention and other behavioral health promotion. 
At the Department of Defense and the Defense Health Agency, she oversees the development and implementation of health technology for the military and veteran communities. She also initiated the Military Health Podcast Program, so she has her own podcast. She's got a great voice. I can't wait for you to hear it. And she produces and hosts three DOD podcasts. Now, that's cool that she brought the podcasting to the government. I can't wait to talk to her about that. A Better Night's Sleep the Military Meditation Coach, oh my gosh, so needed for that community, and Next Generation Behavioral Health. Connected Health, which is a branch of the DHA, is responsible for reviewing, evaluating, coordinating, and the development and integration of health technology that supports the military health system. Through DHA Connected Health, which Kin's mission is to lead the innovation of health technology solutions that connect the beneficiaries with their own health care and deliver tested health solutions that improve the lives of veterans and their families. To that end, Connected Health has developed everything from augmented and virtual reality solutions to a number of mobile apps aimed at improving mental health outcomes, and specifically for the for the military population, but then it it extends out to the general population. Right, Julie? Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh my gosh, it's such a pleasure to be here. It was hard for me to stand by and just listen to you say all those nice things about me, but hello, everybody. Yeah, it definitely expands beyond just the service members, for sure. Yeah, so how cool is it that you are you are able to do this work at DOD? I've done a couple of jobs at DOD as a voice, you know, a freelance voice talent and a, a freelance mm-hmm. actress, and I know what it what it takes to get projects done. Like some of these projects, it takes years to plan it and get approval and blah, blah, blah. And it seems like you're really making some headway to bring some really new and exciting innovations to healthcare. Well, it's really a dream come true having this job. And there certainly are some constraints. Um, but, you know, the constraints also force creativity, which is fun. It, it does. It Like, for example, when we make mobile apps, and we make a lot of mobile apps and websites and podcasts and other things. But when we make an app, just like the ones that are on your phone, we have to put several extra months into making sure that every word on there is evidence-based, that it's all from the research, right. and that it's very secure and safe. So no one's going to be able to ever steal your data. And so although it's frustrating on the development side, on the other end, once we finally finish something, we can, you know, know that this is something that's available for free, not just for military, but also for veterans, their families, and civilians all across the world. Anyone can use our mobile apps. And that's why we have millions of downloads, because they're so safe and you know they're made by experts. Yeah, yeah, it's so cool. And I want to talk about the specific um, needs of the military and vets and their families a little bit later. But let's just start with A Better Night's Sleep. Maybe you can talk about that podcast and what that has to offer to all of us. Because that's like a huge oh, thing. Yeah. Like, let me, can I just interject before we even start? I am, I'm not sure. home. I'm, I'm away from home. So I'm sleeping, not in my regular bed. And I oh. went to bed last night, didn't get a good night's sleep at all. I had something to do early this morning. So I was kind of, you know, thinking about that. I woke up at three. I actually moved to a different location because you're supposed to do that sometimes if you can't get to sleep. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. So a bet, a better night's sleep is right up my alley today, but I know a lot of people <laughs> will be interested in, in this. So. 
Tell us. Yeah, I think <laughs> if you got a group of people together and asked everyone, how satisfied are you with your sleep? Almost uh, nobody would raise their hand. But then if you say, okay, well, how many of you have actually talked to a doctor about this? Again, very few people raise their hand because we're so used to sleeping terribly. And it just seems like, especially for working adults who might have kids in the house or pets or other responsibilities, it's, we, we just assume that, well, of course I'm tired all the time. I'm an adult and this is just part of life. And the truth is there actually are a lot of little things we can do that add up to give us a better night's sleep. And some of those are treatment or medication and some is just little behaviors. Um, and so what we did in the podcast, A Better Night's Sleep, is interview the top experts in the military about sleep for adults, for kids, about sleep apnea, insomnia, narcolepsy, sexomnia. I mean, we go really in-depth into a whole lot of wow. really interesting topics. And we also take listener questions. Uh, we had a listener write to us about his um, sleep apnea machine, and then it was dripping hot breath juice on his face. And is this normal? You know, the kinds of things that are really annoying and affect your quality of life, but people aren't asking their doctors about it because it doesn't seem like such a big deal. Although, as you found out, not having a good night's sleep, when we're sleep deprived, it's a huge deal. Right. Um, it, it's not yeah. just feeling lousy. It's a safety issue. I mean, when we're talking about vehicle accidents, um, you know, uh, it, taking care of other people, doing well on your job. I, I'm a big fan of sleep, if you can't tell. Mm. So the podcast has been amazing. We do these interviews. Our experts are so smart. And they explain it really easily in a nice short way. Each of the episodes are 15 to 20 minutes. So it's not a big lift. And it's available for free, just like this podcast. And because, it, again, it's put out by the Department of Defense, you know that everything we're saying has been reviewed by experts. It's all um, it, the best information that, that's available. And it's really easy to listen to. To, right. to start getting started to get a better night's sleep. Yeah. And, and who needs, I mean, my husband was in the special forces years ago during peacetime, thankfully, mm. but who needs sleep more than somebody who is, you know, being vigilant for, you know, in a, in a situation that could be life or death, right? They need sleep a lot. So we know DOD has really done the work to, uh, cool. This is cool. And it's available to everybody. How cool is that? Oh, yeah. Everything we make Although we are gearing it primarily towards our service members and veterans and their families, because it's paid for with tax dollars, it's available to anybody. Um, so yeah, all of our mobile apps, like our, our best downloaded mobile apps are Breathe to Relax, Virtual Hope Box, T2 Mood Tracker. We have millions of downloads, and most of those are probably civilians, but it's still made to DOD standards. And same thing with the, the podcast. It won the Best Health Podcast in the People's Choice Podcast Awards last year. So we're really excited about that, um, that it's not just us who like it. <laughs> Other people liked it, too. But I recommend your listeners check it out. If you want one really interesting, fascinating episode to start with, I would definitely go to the one on sleepwalking and sexomnia. It was amazing. I had no idea some of these things even existed before. I, I learned a lot. So you'll hear me saying, wow, a whole lot. But uh, the rest of the episodes 
are, are really good too. And yeah. my own sleep has improved after learning so much about it. Yeah, that's the best thing about doing a podcast is you can learn so much. While you're doing <laughs> yeah. It. Cool. Well, I hope I, I I'm just going to run through these different podcasts because I think you know there's no sure. sense there's no sense in like getting these tips from you because you know, we can listen to it. So let's go to the military meditation coach. I, I teach yoga and meditation. I'm so excited that you brought this to the military population because I know how good it, it is and how it works for PTSD and other, uh, just for life. So talk about, let's talk about that one. Yeah, it, it's so true that it's not just for specific disorders, but developing a mindfulness practice, whether it's meditation or just deliberately listening to music for a few minutes every day or whatever it is that helps center you and, and find your intention and relax is so important. And it, we're recognizing that within military medicine. In fact, you know, 10, 20 years ago, it would have been very unusual to have a group of, you know, Navy SEALs doing mindfulness-based stress reduction but nowadays, it's very common. In fact, I think almost every service member at some point in their training or their career has done yoga, meditation, mindfulness. It's one of those things that can help us, like you said, throughout our whole lives. And it's cheap and easy and doesn't involve surgery or medication. Um, and it, it's something that you really can use and benefit wherever you are. So what we wanted to do was help folks who may have tried meditation once or twice, but haven't really found something that works for them. And there's so many different types. Uh, the metaphor I like is if you offer somebody a bite of food and they say, oh, no, I tried food once and I didn't like it. We, we would look at them like, what? Of course, there's so many kinds of food. You got to keep trying it till you find what you like. Right. And it's the same thing with meditation. There's tons of flavors of meditation out there. So what we did was we found experts from all around the military who gave us their favorite meditations or mindfulness or relaxation exercises. And we recorded them and give a little bit of introduction. And that way our listeners can either listen to a new meditation every week or they can find the one or two or three that really hit the mark for them and keep listening to those on repeat. For example, some are 45 minutes, some are three minutes, and we've got males and females. We've got a Buddhist chaplain. We've got folks who are, are very dry and, you know, straightforward, others who really invoke imagination and creativity. So it's really a little bit of something for everybody to help them sample the buffet that is meditation and mindfulness. Oh, so that's the military so meditation coach. And again, it's it's just one of those resources that we, we've gotten really great feedback. And it's hard to tell how much of the feedback is from civilians versus military. But we're, we're putting it out there. Um, our upcoming season next fall is going to be really neat because we're going to do a little bit more education about different disorders along with specific meditations. But uh, for right now, I think your listeners should stay tuned. We're going to have a neat one coming out soon about teaching kids how to do diaphragmatic breathing. And we've got just some really great content coming. I'm very excited about it. That's awesome. I am just such a big fan of meditation. I've been... Um practicing since I was well, really in college, I guess. And it really wow. changes everything. Um, I even did it. My favorite meditation is Vipassana, Vipassana, the Buddhist form. And I went on a 10-day oh. silent retreat 
Um, <laughs> and it was quite interesting. Yeah, a lot of stuff comes up when you're silent for 10 days. But I, I just believe in the... Um, I believe in any form of meditation is good for you. It's just good for your, for the mental health and the emotional health and just your physical health as well. So, um, cool. Oh, I totally agree. That's so cool that you did silent meditation. I, I can't even imagine being silent for 10 minutes, let alone 10 days. That's and it incredible. sounds really peaceful, but inside most of our minds, <laughs> it's not all that peaceful all the time. So, so a lot of stuff comes up, yeah. but by the 10th day, I'm telling you, I've never felt, I felt like I was just a big ball of beautiful, radiant light. It was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. So I'm glad, so glad I did it. So, um, one of the things, this kind of falls under the category, category of, um, this, the unique needs of the military. And I think one of the benefits of this meditation uh, podcast that you're offering is that um, the military who who can I, I think even in this day and age when we're so aware of the mental health challenges um, that are out there um, there's still a stigma for asking for help and I think this podcast provides a way to sort of explore some of these things until you feel that it's appropriate to reach out for help or um, maybe you can talk a, a little bit about that to decrease decreasing the stigma of asking for help especially in the military yeah it's a huge issue that we've got it's certainly an issue in the civilian community as well that people don't always ask for help very easily but we have a long history of this in the military community because in previous years there was a big fear of being kicked out if you mm -hmm. had behavioral health issues. Mm -hmm. um, and nowadays, our senior leaders are coming down saying, no, please do ask for help. We want to help you. That's what our doctors are here for. And it's gotten so much better. But it, it's still there. Um, part of it, too, is that our service members are so strong and so resilient. And we really pride ourselves on that strength. And so the ability to ask for help can feel like a weakness even though we know the ability to ask for help is actually quite brave. Uh, you know, that's part of the reason why we started one of our newest podcasts called Living Beyond Pain, which is for chronic pain management. You know, it's one of those areas where a lot of people have chronic pain, especially our, our veterans and folks in our military community, um, anyone who, who's worked with their body for, for many years uh, is likely to have some chronic pain issues down the road. And it's common that when we deal with chronic pain, we go to a doctor, we seek medication or surgery, but looking at some of the behavioral health aspects of it are harder to ask for, but they're so effective and, and really can help people live a, a fuller life. So we developed the Living Beyond Pain podcast, which we tried to make it as inviting as possible. We, again, we made it really short. Each episode is 15-ish minutes, give or take. And it's only nine episodes. We just started putting them out this week. So by September 2019, all nine episodes will be available. And each episode features uh, Army Captain Tracy Began, and she's a psychologist who uh, talks to other experts all about chronic pain. One episode will talk about medication. Another episode will talk about how to explain your chronic pain to your children. 
Another episode talks about managing flare-ups. Actually, we talk about that in every episode because it's the biggest issue. Um, But a lot of it is just about normalizing it and hearing stories uh, about people who work one-on-one with soldiers and veterans to help with chronic pain and recognizing that it's it's nothing weak about seeking behavioral health help to help with your symptoms. If anything, it's just a really, really smart way to address symptom management. Some of our mobile apps, I think, help with that, too, because they're, you're able to use all this anonymously, right? So we have this mobile app called Virtual Hope Box, and we made it to help people increase their mood to feel better. You set it up in, on a day that you're in a great mood. You set it up with your favorite pictures, your favorite videos of pandas playing or whatever it is, your favorite music, um, quotes from people who are really inspirational, and, and ways to cope and other exercises and things. And then you've got this app that's just waiting on your phone for when you need that support. And then you can open it up when you're having a bad day or an angry moment and there's distracting games. Then you get to see all the pictures that make you feel good. You get to call the people who you can for immediate access to help or the, even the suicide prevention hotline if you need it. And by making this app look so colorful and look so game-like and be able to use it anonymously, it helps overcome some of that stigma. Because, because if anyone looks over your shoulder, shoulder, it's not, oh, I'm working on my, uh, my therapy homework. It's just, oh, I'm playing with an app, right? It just looks like a, a regular fun app, just like anything else. And, and it is a regular fun app, just like anything else. An app that also is extremely helpful and developed by experts to help increase mood. So that's one that we've, we've had some really interesting results from it. We, we thought we would develop that to help with depression. But what we found is that after we got folks to download it, they ended up using it for so many more symptom areas. Folks were using it for sleep improvement, for anxiety, for stress, for anger. We've heard from a lot of users who use it just on airplanes because, you know, that's when you're kind of a captive audience and mm-hmm. you don't have a lot to distract you from your emotions. It's kind of like when you're taking a shower and all the bad thoughts come. So to help with some of that thought stopping. So the virtual hope box is an example of just one of these mobile apps that can help, one, help with symptom management and help people feel better, but two, help people understand it's okay to seek help and include some ways to get started in that. Yeah. So a lot of our mobile apps feature that that perspective. That's so great that you're doing this, Julie, because one of the goals of this podcast and, and just my life in general is to help other people, help us all understand and have compassion for, for one another. Um, in fact, I just wrote a children's book that's coming out soon that's all about that. And um, I think, you know, living with chronic pain is a problem for our population, our general population, certainly our military population. But um, it just breaks my heart that we have to even think about worrying about looking over, you know, who's looking over our shoulder that we're actually doing something for our own best good and our mental health. And with the opioid epidemic, I mean, we definitely have to have to find some, make some changes. Um, It's just, it's imperative. So, so bravo. I'm so glad you're 100%. doing this. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you. That's so kind. This is awesome. Um, I I want to sort of segue into you can bring up any other podcasts or anything else that, <laughs> that I'm missing, but I kind of want to set segue now into some of the unique stressors and challenges facing families of veterans and those on active duty. And what can we do that we might not think about? Like I talked about when I first got married, I had not been exposed to the military. My husband's family was. Uh, they were all army all the time. So it was nothing new for him. But some of us just have no idea what the families of military uh, personnel and the military that are, you know, sometimes away from their families for years at a time. And um, it can it can be a unique form of stress that um, we just don't understand. Can you help us understand a little bit more and Maybe go into some other yeah. things that you're doing to help because it seems like you're doing a lot. So it's awesome. It sure. Yeah, and it's not just me. The Defense Health Agency and in, in my team here at DHA Connected Health, we have a huge team who who are addressing all these issues because, like you say, there's a lot that that are kind of sneaky that we don't even know about. Um, it, it's such a great question, and it's it's really an interesting one and important for us as civilians to understand that. Some of the stressors are apparent to us, right? Like you said, that year-long deployments, especially when someone is deployed to a war zone or an area with a lot of conflict, uh, that is extremely stressful and scary. And when they come back home, is also extremely stressful. Um, and, you know, just the military life, the cadence of it, having to get up very early, having to always uh, treat your body well, you know, having to worry about gaining weight because you need to be able to still do your PT test. You know, there it, other things that for us civilians don't really come into our jobs and our day-to-day life. But then there's a lot of other stressors on top of that that I think aren't quite as easy for us to recognize. Uh, so quick question for you, while, while you were married, or while, while you were still in the service, did he ever move? Did you ever have a military move? Yes, we did. We lived separate as he was going to special forces school and um, what's the other one, airborne or, um, you know, all those high speed schools. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so, wow. So we were separated. So, yeah, that's... Mm-hmm. It's hard. It, it's really hard, those separations, especially when there's kids involved. Um, but in general, our service members move about every three years. Uh, usually the families go with, but sometimes not. Uh, but even if your spouse and children are coming with you, it's so disruptive to the whole family. I, moving is hard because you leave your friends and family, of course. But there's all these unforeseen expenses. For military spouses, they often have to put their careers on hold. Um, every time you move, you got to count on another six months of job searching, and there's holes in your resume. Right. Yeah. Until I did that. Partner leaves the service. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. you experienced. I wasn't that, even right? thinking. I wasn't even thinking that you were talking about that. But yeah, we moved from Louisiana to, and then we were separated. Then we moved to Boston, um, and yeah, we were we were kind of all over the place. And my job just whatever. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of right. put on the back it's burner. Hard. And yeah, exactly. I hear the term back burner all the time. Yeah. Plus trying to decide, okay, do we buy property and then try to rent it out afterwards or do right. we sell? And every time you're buying and selling your home, you're losing money, of course. Um, well, unless the market's exactly right, but I, I won't get into That's not my area of expertise. So I'll move on. But for kids as well, it's so difficult. I mean, moving and having 
having to go to a new school is tough for any kids. Some of our military kids have had to go to five, six different mm-hmm. schools during their their school time. Now, my and husband swears. Is, uh-huh. My husband swears that that has made him more resilient, and I think he's an extrovert. But I am much more of an introvert, so I would venture to guess that introverts have a, a little bit of a harder time. Maybe not, but um, I would say say that that might be true. So it's probably true. Uh, the, but what is definitely true is that I think it's true that the military moves do uh, help children become resilient, and mm-hmm. our military kids are pretty incredible. Um, overall, just as a whole, they are really amazing and they help make for good service members mm-hmm. because like any of us, service member can't concentrate on their duty if they know their kid is miserable right. or if they know their spouse is miserable, right? So it, we, we like to say kids deploy too, because even when a parent is deployed and they're not with the kids, they're thinking about their kids constantly. We, we want to know our children are taken care of and are, are doing okay. Absolutely. Uh, so we, we need happy, healthy families so that our service members can pay attention to what, what they're doing. Um, so it, it is difficult. I Our military kids do amazingly well, but it's still hard. And we do see increased rates of anxiety and depression in our military teenagers um, and, and younger kids as well because of these issues. I, even if you get the most extroverted kid who's good at sports and, I don't know, knows all the cool lingo, a move is still a lot of pressure. Um, if you've got a whole slew of siblings with you moving from school to school, that that can help, but that's not always the case. So we definitely see that as one of the biggest stressors for our military families, as all the moves. Um, and for our military spouses, it's not just the lack of progress in their own jobs, but the transition from service member into civilian life can also mean a big pay cut. Sure. When someone leaves the military, um, even if they've retired after 20 years of amazing service, it's hard to find a job out there. And there's a lot of prejudice against service members and a lot of misunderstanding. I, I hear all the time from you know, I, I ask service members, "What's a dumb question a civilian has asked you?" And and it's pretty astounding the kinds of questions that service members and veterans get asked by civilians. Uh, And it just kind of shows when you're applying for a job, you know, they're thinking about recent headlines they've seen. So there's a lot of these kind of sneaky little things that I think make life a little bit more difficult for service members and veterans. Um, Assumptions made about them uh, but overall, they do have resilience, and, and they've chosen this life, the service members have chosen this life because they want to give literally their life to our country, which is an incredible gift. Um, and then, you know, kids didn't necessarily pick this life, and the spouses might not have known what they were in for, especially, right. <laughs> sounds kind of like your story was like that. But uh, the sacrifices that our military families make for the rest of us to live in safety is is really incredible. Uh, and that's why I always like talking to civilians and civilian crowds and, and civilian-focused podcasts like this to help remind folks of ways they can support service members. That was going to be my next question. Give... Tell us what we oh, can do, yay! and we'll just do it. <laughs> we'll just do it. So, <laughs> Okay, yeah. I mean, there's so many great organizations where you can write a check to, and I definitely approve of that. I'm, I'm not going to list them out here because I'm a federal employee and that would be inappropriate. Uh, you can tweet at me offline. But um, but there's other ways that you can show your support. And one is by helping reduce stigma 
by posting on social media about some of the apps and podcasts I've talked about, or even just a link to this episode of Happy Healthy You. Mm-hmm. Uh, this episode today is something that you can put on your Facebook feed for all your friends, on your uh, Instagram, on your Twitter, to show people, hey, I heard this interview. Sounds like some interesting resources. Check it out. Because then you're doing two things. One, you're sharing the word about resources that can help people. But two is you're showing all of your followers you're not afraid to talk about mental health. That it's okay. We can talk about depression. We can talk about anxiety. It's not a big deal. Sleep, pain management, these are just part of the human condition and it can get better, especially if we talk about it openly. Yeah, so you're not I, alone. I love it's when like people the, share it. Yeah, yeah. You're not alone. Yes, exactly. I just want to say that. <laughs> um, you know, one, one more app I, I really should mention, though, if we've got okay. time, is specifically for military family and kids. We do a lot of work with Sesame Street. Um, the Sesame Street for Military Families is a program that we lead uh, where we help uh, use the Sesame Street characters to, to work with kids and, and show ways to improve health for military families. And one of the best apps we've made is called The Big Moving Adventure. And so back to the moving thing, here's a great app for civilians to use as well. If you're going through a move and you have a preschooler or a little kid, and I'll admit my kids, even though they're older, love this app too, because you get to design your own Muppet in The Big Moving Adventure, and then you help the Muppet move. You help prepare them emotionally for their move and go through the moving process process and setting up their new room and there's time in the app to to think about the way you're feeling and it's very accepting of any feeling um, definitely the most fun part of the big moving adventure is making your own muppet but uh, that's just a fantastic app and yet another way that you know you can be really helping people close to you by saying here's an app yeah it's for decreasing depression decreasing anxiety let's talk about it here's something that's helpful to people you know, it, when someone picks up an app like that, it doesn't feel like, oh, I'm engaging in mental health work. It's just a fun Sesame Street app that also helps kids, helps families. That is so cool. I just love this work. And I love that it, it's our government that's doing it because we don't hear a lot of great things about our government these days. But this is our tax dollars <laughs> at work working to help make the world a better place. So I love it. I love it so much. Let me just ask you, we'll wrap up and give all the information so everybody can find all these great apps and podcasts. And um, But do, do you, Julie, do you see... Um, through all of your work and reducing stigma for mental health and um, just healthcare in general, do you see a light at the end of the tunnel? Do you feel that we are really making headway into changing the way we do healthcare? Because again, I don't hear a lot of positivity in that way, but it seems like this is a step in the right direction. Um, What are you seeing from your vantage point? Yeah, absolutely. I work with a lot of providers and I'm seeing huge gains, especially in providers being willing to use technology. For example, most of our patients these days have smartphones and are using apps all the time to help with their health, even if they don't realize it's, you know, for their health. For example, 
If someone starts feeling sick or has a weird symptom, the first thing we do is pick up our phone and Google it or look online and Google it. Totally. And when we want to start losing weight, we look up apps. When we want to start lifting weight, we we get an app to help us with that or for running or or anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so what we've been trying to do is help the healthcare system get to a place where when a provider is talking to a patient, not just saying, hmm, what medication can I prescribe? What books can I prescribe? But also, what apps can I prescribe? And what podcasts can I prescribe? And a lot of our patients are way more willing to listen to information on a podcast or read about it on an app than they are to read a book about it, for example. Not everybody, but for some people, that makes a lot of sense. We have our phones with us all the time, literally all the time around Mm -hmm. the clock. We use them for our alarm clocks. It's the first thing we touch in the morning. So it makes sense to use that to help us with our health. And I'm seeing more and more of that, not just in the military, but in the civilian world as well, and a lot of really great research to help support it. So I expect 10, 15 years from now, healthcare is going to look very, very different, and it'll be much easier to access. And that's really the big goal. And much more integrated as well with the technology, I think. Um, I just had, oh, yeah. I, I had a, my first MRI the other day, believe it or not, at my age, I, I'm pretty lucky, I guess, never having to have one, but I had a little <laughs> shoulder injury and I was kind of blown away by the technology when I, I could just go into this app and find my results and see that I had a little, little tear <laughs> and it, it's pretty cool that I can just share it with my providers and keep it in my records and everything is um, really just right there. So it's pretty cool. And it's, absolutely, so that's positive, I guess. Um, so I am just so impressed with the work that you're doing. I can't wait to listen to your podcast. And I think A Better Night's Sleep is the first one I will start with. Um, So tell us how we can find uh, all of these uh, free uh, things for us to listen to and maybe um, give us one more little pitch for who to share it with to um, best get the word out. Well, the podcasts are very easy to find because your listeners should just find them the same way they found this podcast. We're available on every podcatcher. We also put everything out on YouTube, uh, just on videos with closed captioning in case folks with hearing impairment want to be able to benefit from them as well. Uh, they're also available online at health.mil slash podcasts. That's the military health website, just health.mil slash podcasts. But you can Google it, throw a stone at the internet, you'll hit a better night's sleep and living beyond pain and military meditation coach um, and others to come, of course. And same with our mobile apps, the same way you download other mobile apps. If you have an iPhone, just in the app store, you can look up Virtual Hope Box. If you have an Android phone, same thing, go to the Google Play, look up Virtual Hope Box, Breathe to Relax, Teach You Mood Tracker. We've got a whole bunch of apps. And once you find one, you can find all the others. Uh, again, these apps are all very highly secure and free and no ads, nothing like that. You already paid for it with your tax dollars. So benefit from it. And and please do share. Uh, we, we really want to get the word out uh, to civilians, but especially to our service members and veterans. And uh, the more listens and the more downloads we get of all these resources helps us make the case to make even more. And one thing that we like to do is always have an ongoing list of things to improve and add. So we, we love to hear feedback as well. If you listen to the podcast and you have a question for our host 
Or if you use an app and think, ooh, you know what would make this even better? Please let us know. Tell us what you think because we are constantly testing and improving things. That's definitely part of the military way. We don't just make something and put it out there. In the DoD, we're always going to try to make it even better and better, and we could use your help for that. Cool. Very cool. Well, thank you very much. And if you were ever in uh, the DoD building over at Bowling, is it Bowling Air Force Base? You may have seen me on the um, the very famous... Um, gas mask video that you had to watch. Oh my goodness! That was me behind the gas mask. That's amazing. <laughs> I think okay, I did I'm the I'm going voice on over. YouTube right now. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much, Julie. I really appreciate all the work oh, that you're you. doing and that you're that you're wanting to spread the word. And you do have a good voice, so I'm I'm not surprised you're doing podcasts. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, we don't all have the face, but you know, some of us have the voice. But thank you so much, and thanks to all your listeners. Thank you. Yeah.